It's a lovely Tuesday evening and the dial is 97.3 City FM. For the next 57 minutes or so, there is one conversation we're going to have and it's a very relevant one, I must say. You're welcome to City Trends. My name is Philip Ashon and today happens to be the review day. Today we review technology trends over the last couple of weeks and um, months actually. Uh, this is the quarter review and so today we're going to review some of the top technology trends. Now what is incredible about this is um, we typically don't look at some of the most, I don't know, common of stories within the tech space we look at the very uncommon ones and we do this strictly with the ladies so it's a ladies night almost okay ladies night half night with the ladies um so we're going to be looking at the top technology trends um you know over the last couple of months and um yeah i hope you enjoy it we'll also be speaking to folks from the social media week accra which kicks off tomorrow actually kicks off tonight but officially will be um launched tomorrow so um, make sure you stay tuned in to catch um all that will be happening over the last couple over the last next couple of days for the festival it's going to be really really exciting it's going to be great stuff i have four ladies in the studio and today we're not going to have any how-to segment we're just going to jump straight into it so i hope you're ready to stay tuned in because this is the review Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. 
So when you hear that tune, you know it's something special. And yes, it is time for us to get reviewing. I have four ladies in the studio to do the review this quarter with... Sitting on the far left is Patience. Patience, take with Tete. She's a software engineer and consults for some banks. She mentors and trains girls in various areas of tech, such as coding. And she's a managing director of T-Talk IT Solutions. She's also um, the Ghana lead for Blockchain African Ladies. Patience, you're welcome to the show. Please don't pay attention to the volume of her voice because it's very deceptive. <laughs> Sitting in the far right corner is Sienna Williams. Now, Sienna is um, professionally um, a GIS technician with a background in geography and resource development from the University of Ghana. She's, she currently works with Walter Ghana Limited as a GIS mapping specialist and her love for technology led her to learn a bit about programming with developers in Vogue. Yes, yes, yes. Ivy, big ups to you. She also works as a LinkedIn coach to help people fully utilize the business platform. Sienna, you're welcome to the show. Thank you. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we have Tracy Ayebia or Bing. Now, Tracy is a young woman passionate about using technology in unconventional ways <laughs> to solve Africa's tough problems. I like that. She's also a strong advocate for female empowerment in STEM. She's co- she co-founded Kodi- Kodo Rico Girls, an organization that inspires girls to be engineers by equipping them with hands-on maker culture skills she currently works in flight she currently works in flight operations at zipline ghana where she, um, where life-saving medical deliveries are made to far um reaching areas in ghana using drone technology well tracy you're welcome to the show thank you <laughs> and last but definitely not the least don't mind the height either Alice Kukua Mensa is a certified Google partner and digital marketer currently working with Apollonia City. She trained tertiary ladies in digital marketing. She's a member of the Chartered Institute of Marketing UK. Alice, you're welcome. Thank you. I'm sure by their bios, you can tell where, you know, their interests will be leaning, but you never know. Someone might be cross-carpeting very soon. Let's see how the show goes. So, um, who wants to go first? Um, yes, of course. Everybody has voted for Sienna to go first. So, Sienna, uh, <laughs> big smile, of course. Um, so, Sienna, what, what, what was your first topic? So, everybody gets about two major topics of interest for them for the last quarter. So, we're going to start off with Sienna's very big topic for the last quarter. Philip, um, the first topic that caught my attention was actually smart cities mm. because that's something that I haven't really heard about, mm. but it actually involves uh, a combination of artificial intelligence, specifically deep learning and machine learning and geospatial information systems. What exactly is it? Like when okay. they say smart cities? Yeah. So think of it like your smartphone. Right. 
at first we didn't have the phone that could access the internet mm. access various apps use mm. maps and all that mm. but right now it can mm. so think of it as a city that at first manually we had to go and pick up trash cans without even knowing when they were full mm -hmm. and also relying on traffic systems that when the traffic congestion gets seriously high we actually have to call the police mm -hmm. to come and regulate mm. it mm. but this is a city that is made up of automated systems that take care of all that but is there a city like that um currently there are some pilot uh, cities somewhere in uh, amsterdam and sorry boston in the united states mm. so yeah and singapore is mm. also a growing smart city what, what made it interesting for you um specifically because of the artificial intelligence combining with geospatial and technology mm. yeah so that actually caught my attention. So I started looking at ways in which it could work. And I s saw a need in Ghana because we have this traffic congestion. Mm. I am actually a victim of it almost <laughs> every day. Right. And I looked at uh, the Liberation Road specifically because mm. that's the road that usually gets very congested during the daily hours. That's mm. the working hours when people are moving to their working areas and moving home mm. in the evenings. Mm. So... I thought that if something like Smart City could work here, mm. just taking a piece of it. Mm. So think of it like um, automating the traffic systems mm. such that when I am moving towards, let's say, a Jubilee House and the traffic situation is such that there's so much congestion because the red light is on for such a short time. So think of it like the, the, sorry, the traffic lights actually have sensors that can pick real time traffic data mm. such that when it is congested it will just send the information back to the traffic um, management, management control, yeah, control mm. system and then in time it sends a feedback so this one no human being is even interfering mm. so the system is able to see that okay this stretch of road is actually congested mm. let me increase the number of um, minutes for the green lights to show so it actually communicates with the traffic lights in the same row mm. on that road mm. and then each of the traffic lights just goes to green mm -hmm. so you see that the, the cars be flowing right. so in this situation the the policemen don't have to come around mm. and yeah basically everything is automated but that, that that probably means the entire system being automated like yeah so you have to invest mm. if you want to take up such a smart city you have to invest mm. So that's why they are starting with small areas. Mm -hmm. There are some people who are trying to make their so university So, for example, if we're doing smart, this in Accra, mm -hmm. like, where would be the best place for us to kick things off at? Yeah, so for Accra, you'd have to take up um, very small areas and uh, actually traffic hotspots. Mm. So in transportation analysis, we have the hotspots mm. in traffic congestion where you know that people moving from residential areas to the central business districts are definitely going to have a higher congestion level in their traffic situation. Mm. So you can look at those routes and then actually use specific routes to do your piloting. Mm. So after that, you can see how well you can integrate it into all the traffic systems around. You know how people tend these days to use Google Maps and everything? Exactly. And then like some of the routes are red, some of them are orange. Yeah. Like, that, is that, yeah. Is yeah. that sort of... Yeah. So it picks that data mm -hmm. and then it actually has the system whereby it just tells itself that, okay, if there's a situation, then I can just 
automate all the traffic lights on that route to be mm. green for a longer time mm -hmm. so that the sorry the traffic can flow based on historical data that is yeah right. and also real-time data mm. Mm. wow and you said this is being piloted in amsterdam yeah mm. amsterdam is actually uh, using the traffic control system right yeah right well i mean i i really hope we can figure it out yeah, down here. but yeah. like you said it's a lot of investment exactly i'm not sure if we are really interested in investing that much into it oh we'll have to try i mean change is difficult but we have to change change is definitely difficult especially in these parts but anyway so that is your very first one let's yeah. go to alice alice um alice what what is your top trading or top technology issue over the last quarter okay mine is about facebook as you already said, I'm a digital marketer. So yes, you are. I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely be around that, that site. Nice. So Facebook uh, introduced a new advertising format, which is polls. Okay. So polls um, is not is not new. Hmm. Everybody might have seen a poll on Facebook or even on Instagram story. Hmm. But those were basically organic. Right. So you just have your page and then you post um, that. But this time around is an advertising format. So, meaning that businesses who want to pay a bit to get their products in front of people can use polls to do that. Initially, it wasn't like that. Explain. Okay. So, ideally, you have a page. Right. You do a poll mm -hmm. on Facebook. Yes. Or on Instagram stories, yeah. right? Good. That is organic. Mm. You only get to um, reach people who are already your followers. Right. This time around, poll has now been introduced as an advertising format. Hmm. So meaning that you can reach people beyond your followers. Right. And that will mean that you'd have to pay something extra to Facebook hmm. for for you to use that kind of format. Hmm. So it's a new addition so just to like the team. You would have the ads pop up on like the right side of your Facebook yes. timeline or yes. whatever. Yes. Basically, if I'm a company I can pay so that my poll would appear on someone's timeline. Exactly. Interesting. But initially it wasn't it like wasn't that. Like that. Yeah. It could have, it could be a photo, a video, those kind of things, but mm -hmm. not a poll. Right. This time around, they've introduced a poll, which is a big deal because um, some people really want to weigh people's thoughts on things. Mm. So if, let's say, CTFM wants to weigh um, what is trending, mm. let's say, is it the um, the cool or mm. is it, let's say, um, um, let's say, what else? <laughs> um, what else has happened today? What else, what else is so dramatic today? Okay. So cool um, versus uh, social media week. Right, right. So you want people to vote. And that can actually help you make some decisions. Mm. Good. Mm. But if you have, let's say, just um, thousand followers, mm. they are the only ones who can vote. Right. That makes it a bit limited. Mm. But this time around, it's going to be opened up to people who are beyond your followership. Mm. So you can reach a million people, four million people, if your money can actually if, pay to yeah. that that kind of reach. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's being piloted on Instagram. Okay. So um, if if you use Instagram Stories, mm. you realize that you can add posts to that. Right. So you can start the promotion from there. It's a gradual thing. So maybe in some months we might see it on Facebook as well. But nice. currently it's been um, piloted on Instagram. Uh, do you see any negatives to it? Because you seem to be mm. all for it from a marketing point of view. Well, no. You know? <laughs> I don't see. <laughs> I don't see any negatives to it because right. um, in Ghana we have over close to five million people on Facebook, mm. and it's high time we make it. Uh, we make a business case for right. it. Mm. Not just taking photos and be happy, but mm. also also make some business sales from digital. Right. So I'm um, I'm for using digital to make sales and not just a PR tool. Mm. Yeah. And so anytime I see these new features, I'm eager to try and see what 
what I can bring to my company and to anybody that I work with. You know, it's, it's one thing to have the features, another thing for the company to actually use it and use the data to make critical business decisions. And I don't know if, from your interaction with some businesses, if that is what they tend to do with it, or there's, it's just fun, like, you know, just create a poll, you know, whatever. Like, do people tend to go into the back end to see the number of men and women who are, like, voting for the in the poll, you know, what times they are voting and things like that? Do you tend to get those, do you tend to get companies trying to get those bits of information to help them make strategic decisions? Or is it just, let's have a poll, did some, how many people said yes? How many people said no? Let's just go ahead with it. Like, how does it work? Well, it will depend on every business. Mm. So, um, some businesses take key um, interest in data. Mm. They base every decision on data. Mm. Other businesses are not like that. Mm. I can use an example for, let's say, when LinkedIn lookalike came. Mm. Um, some companies will not really care if a new feature and so what. Other mm. companies took advantage of it. For example, Apollonia City, we made sure if we have, let's say, 400 clients, we are able to um, actually target people who look like our clients. Mm. So, so that's the LinkedIn lookalike mm. or Facebook lookalike. Mm. So some companies are keen on using these features to enhance their business. Others also don't really care. But you know what? Before they will know it, everybody's <laughs> gone. Those who have taken advantage of it would have mm. already been gone, mm. and they would have been um, all the way, way all back the way. in the, yeah. <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I see. That's I Interesting. Yeah. Facebook polls. Yeah. That is one I didn't see coming. But interesting stuff. as advertisement feature. Thank you. Just to correct that one and, yeah. <laughs> and put it in a proper perspective. Well, Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. So, Tracy, <laughs> your top issue for the for the quarter. Okay, so what I found very interesting was how the drone industry is changing the way we live. Okay. And we are not even aware of it. <laughs> Do explain. Yeah. Because I'm beginning <laughs> to be scared right now. Yeah, so drone technology is actually changing how we, we do things nowadays hmm. and i'm i'm just saying this in light of what happened in saudi arabia okay. when um, their oil processing plants were attacked hmm. using drones hmm. interestingly hmm. so it's just an eye-opener for all of us that drone technology is affecting us and we are not even realizing hmm. so right now the drone industry is worth about 127 billion dollars hmm. and people are in really investing in the drone industry and yeah, it's something like I should also look at. For mm. example, in zipline, we use drones to deliver medical supplies mm. to far-reach areas in Ghana mm. or rural areas that ordinarily wouldn't get uh, medical supplies. Or like people have issues with that. Like yes, they have very so many issues with that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's just and, like and I think that's that's where sometimes the issue is. Like people just don't feel that drones are that important. Like yes, how how why should why should people really consider drones as a big deal apart from um, the ones that fly around during weddings to take videos yeah. and occasionally when someone wants to get really like interesting where you take a couple of videos about a farm and things like that like why should well, how, how big a deal are drones in people's lives these days so it's impacting various sectors of our livelihood so mm. for example healthcare as I mm. said with zipline um, Ghana has a problem in access to healthcare. Mm. Some regions or some areas in Ghana do not get medical supplies because they have bad roads. Right. Or like it's not easy to get to those areas. But then they also need a, um, mm. health supplies and all of that. So with Zipline, we just use our drones and then we fly these um, medical products to these far reach areas. And then it's, it solves the issue mm. of um, 
not getting people voting and it's really making an impact so right now we are working in the eastern region mm. our distribution center is in Omenako and we've been serving a, a couple of hospitals close to about 100 hospitals mm. in the eastern region mm. and then it, we get a lot of stories very touching stories that like if blood in, or blood supplies or medical supplies didn't get to these people in time they could have died like mm. pregnant women who are going through excessive bleeding and then they would have to wait for a long time or look for somebody who has their blood type and then pay the person and all of this mm. but with zipline what happens is that the health professionals just call us and then we pack um, the medical supplies into the drone and we fly straight to delivery mm. um, do you think there's a lot of misconception sorry. about like the use of drone technology like in our daily lives yeah there's a lot of misconceptions i know for example there's a time when someone said uh, with zipline we had cameras or something like if women were bathing and you can see <laughs> them. I, I, I don't even know what's happening there. But people are just like, okay, this technology is new. And we are looking at the bad side instead of the positive sides. But then it's really making a lot of impact in the lives of people. And yeah. And then the other areas, for example, mm-hmm. it's going to change how retail is done. So mm. we all know that Amazon is right. um, bringing out Amazon Prime Air. Prime, yeah which is um, going to uh, give products that people have ordered, mm. like deliver it straight to them. Yeah. So now you're not going to like go for it yourself or wait for cars or anything. So just home. Yeah, and then the drone just brings it to your house. Mm. And Uber Eats is also exploring something like this. They're investing mm. a lot of money in that area. Mm. And so very soon, we might be seeing a lot of drones just around. around. Yeah, just delivering people's stuff mm. and all of that. And, and one interesting thing that drones are also doing is in the European Union. They're using it for border patrol and security. Interesting. So, like, they want to see if there are any illegal activities happening along the border mm-hmm. of European countries. Mm. So, what they do is that they fly drones and then, like, they capture um, any illegal activities, like immigration that. activities or border crossings, mm. smuggling and all of that. So, you should just inform your aunties and uncles who <laughs> want to <laughs> cross to Europe. That's very The soon. fact that you can't see any human being yeah. there doesn't mean yeah, nobody is Yeah, the fact that there's no human being doesn't writing. mean that nobody is monitoring, monitoring your movements yeah. and all of that. So yeah, people should just that's incredible. be aware. That's incredible stuff. Well, listeners, you're still tuned into City Trends on 97.3 City FM. We are having uh, a review of the technology space over the last quarter. We've, we've talked everything about... Um, um, GIS to drone technology to Facebook polls and um, for companies specifically let's, let's make sure we uh, we get that correct but it's it's patience patience is also here so patience what is it that caught your attention in the last quarter okay um, for the last quarter there's one thing that has been um, has been on um, that's the blockchain technology. And right. that's, um, you know, Sienna started with the smart cities. And she was talking about the AI and all those things. And those are blockchain technology for you. That, that is one typical example, use case for you. Mm-hmm. So um, it caught my attention because, you know, in the tech space, that's the development um, space. Mm-hmm. Things are changing. Things are evolving. If you're a software engineer, you're a developer, um coding is moving towards that area so if you're coding in a certain language you should be able to um research or find ways to code those things in blockchain 
because we are looking at smart technologies now, smart solutions now. Um, so um, that's one thing that caught my um, attention. Somebody will say, what is blockchain? Blockchain <laughs> simply, yeah, it I'm, means, I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering what it says. Um, like, as the name is blockchain. So right. the block basically is, um, it contains records of, it, it contains records about something. So let's say um, you and I, our name, our details, you are a block, I'm a block, and we're sitting here, we are on the same chain. Mm. Like, I'm, I want to explain it in the... As basic as, as possible. I don't want to be too technical. As basic as possible. <laughs> uh -huh. So, yes, yeah, so we are all on the chain the studio here. Right. So that's like... That's how it is. Mm. So, looking at um, the smart cities, like, I don't want to use another example. She started very well. Looking at the smart cities she spoke about, where the traffic lights can alert. In other an, traffic other lights. Traffic, they are all linked. They are all linked. Mm. And w you can use blockchain to build such a solution. Right. And they are all in the AI, blockchain. Like, they are all in the same space. Mm. So, for the last quarter, that's one thing. And other countries are doing amazing things mm. with this technology. Um, yeah, there was one that caught my eye. That's the, um, I think, in Singapore. Right. They are trying to build a music um something like i've forgotten the name of the app but what it does is for it's for musicians okay. their loyalties mm. so you play um you sing for a while you go off and you're not getting your money back so it's a tool for musicians to claim their money back right. and you can claim it as long as even if you are dead, somebody right. can, can still, still claim it for right. you. And um, looking at the health sector too, other countries are using it to build one record. So I don't go to Kolebu, and Kolebu will take my different data. 37 will take my di different data. Um, police hospital will also take my different data. They are all Linked centralized. Mm. So you go to a place and you go to a hospital and your details is there. Kolebu wouldn't give you a different treatment that at seven. They can follow your health history mm. so easily. Mm. Like, th these are like basic examples. And I have looked at it, looking at our, um, our land issues, registry, re registry mm. in Ghana. Mm. And even like the banks, mm. looking at Bank of Ghana tracking transactions. Right. So you have Bank of Ghana being able to track transactions in a way um the whole thing about blockchain is a bit dicey when right. you talk about blockchain people are thinking about bitcoin and all those things but blockchain is a technology right. and, B bitcoin and bitcoin, bitcoin was exactly so the blockchain technology on its own can be used to build a number of things. Mm. People are buying into the idea. For example, well, Oracle. We are not. We are not. Mm. For example, Oracle is telling us that for the past quarter, they are telling us that most of their applications they are going to use um, blockchain to build. They've even started. Mm. Listeners can just Google Oracle and blockchain right now. Mm. They will see the kind of things they are coming. They are open, opening up um, for developers to connect and to use their um, their solutions to build more.
And, and the base is, of it is the security as well. I mean, that's what makes blockchain technology so the, the incredible. The is, level of security the trust is, you is, know, is, is very it's, high. It's 100% almost yes. because you have different people having access, but then once one person seeks access, like everybody is aware that this person you know. has sought this sort of access. So it's, it, it's, it, blockchain technology is, I mean, we've discussed on the show a couple of times, but it's just the way it's being applied globally that, you know, I think people really um, need to pay so much attention to. I'm just here to urge people, developers in the community, like, let's build around look into it. it. Let's look into it. Mm. Let's get our apps smart. Mm. That's all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there, there you have it. That's the first round of um, top technology trending issues over the last quarter so we're going to go for another round and then we'll wrap things up after so in case those of you want to know what these what these ladies are actually doing in their various quarters we'll get to that before the show is over Tracy coming back to you so the second yes your second issue and second okay. topic so caught my attention was iOS 13 ah, yeah. yeah how do you see it <laughs> frankly I love it um mm. I I really I mean, I like the little changes. It's not incredible, incredible, mm -hmm. but I like the, I like the little changes. It's, it's it's made things a little faster. There are a few bugs that I think still existence, which is kind of surprising because the beta program, like the beta version, like has been used for over six months by some people, <laughs> and I just can't understand why sometimes, like when you use stickers like emojis, and you're sending like an emoji to like using it as a sticker. Like your keyboard literally freezes for a couple of minutes before, like so you have to sort of close WhatsApp and open it again before you can send in a message. There are a few bugs with the keyboard itself. There are a few bugs with the camera setup. But all yeah. in all, it's fine. I'm sure Apple is working the on it. The dark mode is, is all I needed, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but what I want to speak about is um, access to location data mm. and how mm. Facebook was all <laughs> in this matter because. <laughs> We've had a history with Facebook and how they handle our, our location how data. How they manhandle our data much more like. That. Yeah. <laughs> so Facebook was trying to be smart. So mm. just before um, iOS was released, they released a, a blog post that spoke about how they are concerned about your location data. And then <laughs> Apple is going to release iOS 13 and it had new features mm. where you could control your and the amount of data you share with um, certain third-party apps. Yeah. Yeah, so it was all about the fact that now in iOS 13, you can um, control how these apps locate your, I mean, get access to your location data. Mm. So it's, um, sometimes you would actually get pop-up notifications when an app is using your location in the background. Yes. And inform you That's that, okay, true. this is what is happening. It tells you how many times they have accessed your location. Okay. And it gives you a map of the various locations that That's they accessed. <laughs> I can see why Facebook would be upset. So Facebook mean, was like, uh, they they wouldn't yeah. like that. Yeah, they wouldn't like that because they do enjoy that unfettered yeah. um, access to your location data for, for a lot of stuff like yeah. check-ins, like mm -hmm. planning events, ads, especially mm -hmm. like they need to know where you are to show you what ad, and people don't like this, nah. and sometimes. It's just so now I think in in iOS 13 they give you the option to allow location once right. so that the next time you are come to use it you have to you, ask yeah to do, to do it again mm. and then just so you know who is using your location data at a particular time when you are not using the app mm. that's very important sometimes we go off the app thinking they are not using our location data but actually they are using it 
and it's just a matter of people being scared of being watched all the time i mean mm. if somebody's watching you and you're not aware it's just crazy just um think about if people are watching you electronically mm. where you are at every point in time yeah i mean so like facebook has to look at some of these things mm. and yeah work on but, it but from 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 a technology point of view though yeah. like do you do you think that we can because there are advantages to it i don't yeah. want to be served all kinds of ads that have nothing to do with yeah. me yeah I want to be served ads that I feel are relevant to me. Yes. So if someone is accessing my location data to serve me the appropriate ads that I want, it's not that bad. Yeah, but sometimes there are ads that you don't actually want. Right. And then they are showing you... And there's not everyone who actually likes ads, who likes the ads experience mm. on Facebook. Mm. It's just more about you uh, taking something of mine that I find very private mm. and then using it to your advantage. Right. I mean, because Facebook gets money from mm. these ads that you run. Yeah. So it's just a dicey situation here. Okay. Yeah. Before I, I touch on my second thing, I wanted to... <laughs> Absolutely. So ads have a three-way approach. Mm -hmm. The advertiser, the um, ads uh, company, which is either Facebook or, um, or Google, and then you, yeah. the one that the ads is going to be shown to. So if Facebook or Google shows you relevant ads, mm -hmm. you're going to be happy because you were searching for, let's say, school bags yeah. for your kids. All of a sudden, you are seeing an advert from a company. That's that the creepy part bags. of it. <laughs> that is the creepy part of it. Hold on. So indirectly, I'm serving your need. Right. But it, hold on, hold on. You were searching <laughs> for it on Google. Right. You went to a map location where they sell school bags. So we are helping you solve a need. What if you Which is you need a school bag. I, I came Good. to you specifically so, for one thing. I didn't okay. say that no. you should share it with everybody else. Okay. It's not it's not really about everybody else. We are trying to make it better for you. Right. Would you prefer that or prefer ads that don't relate to you? Hmm. You know nothing about um music. Yeah. And somebody showing you music ads. Mm. Mm -hmm. Are you going to like that better than um, you need a school bag for your 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 your, your search history shows that you are looking for a school bag. <laughs> your map history shows that you are looking for a, oh, school, wow. a school bag. Even your social media post shows that you love school bags. Mm -hmm. And I'm showing you a school bag ad, and you are angry. <laughs> really, I'm serving you a need. And once I'm serving you a need, what happens is that the advertiser is happy because. His ads goes to relevant people, not right. just random people. Right. And Google or Facebook is also happy because he's serving both the advertiser and the user. And yeah. so you come back to him for more ads. Right. So all three parties are happy. Right. Other, so than that, yeah. other than that, <laughs> Facebook will forever show ads because that is how they also make their money. Yeah. You don't expect to use Facebook for free. Mm. Mm -hmm. the, the ads is what runs the business. Yeah. If not, then don't use it because ads, dear. <laughs> so rather the ads woman. Rather rather make it relevant for yourself. Right. Allow us to use your location. Just allow us anyway. to use so your location. Go to my second to my second um topic is about Spotify. So the music lovers. So this time around, Spotify wants people's location. Oh. And so the same location issue is talking about. <laughs> so um, there is this plan called Spotify Premium Family Plan. Okay. So um, if you pay $15 a month, six people from your family can right. access um, this this plan. Right. So instead of you doing individual plans... and For everybody in yes, the family. Which would be very expensive. Let's okay. do one plan, $15. And we all, six people in the family, can 
actually enjoy Spotify. But the catch is this that is Spotify Premium. Yes, Premium. Right. Okay. The catch is that people started abusing it. So I have friends in Northern Region, Charlie. They say I have bill, plan bill. <laughs> <laughs> I need six people. Bring your name. <laughs> Let's put it there. Yeah, but, but they're my family. No, they're not your family. <laughs> I determine okay. what my family is. <laughs> okay. So now they want to determine what your family is. We're saying that we need your location. Where do you stay? If all six of you don't stay in the same house, then you're not a family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now, if you subscribe to that plan, you'll be there and then they'll just tell you, where's the location? Pop up. You have to, you have to what pick if, your location. What if a member of the family has traveled? Okay. Like, you know? <laughs> I, know. Like, that is so I, think, I think they should define which family you're talking about. Because if Everyone is grown up in their family. Of course, you'll move out. Exactly. Everybody's living and then so we just want everybody to be on the same. Like it's like we share music taste in my family. Unfortunately, <laughs> my brother has gone to school. I don't know in Avrongo. Another sister has gone to school somewhere. Exactly. Like it's not my fault that people are migrating. Like <laughs> that is so not cool. So actually, that is one of the buts that people actually complain about. That. Thank it's, you. This is so not cool because Thank I can have you. a child who is in a boarding school. Are you saying she can't I mean, be part of my family she plan? She cell phone, but still, we'll forgive, <laughs> we'll forgive that. But, but yeah, like, <clears throat> who, who determines what the family is and where the family is located? In this case, you know, like, Spotify is defining who your family is. But that's not They should right. be in the same house. That is, not, that is so not right. There's, there's everything wrong with it. I mean, I can understand, you know, like how um, Apple has all these family bundles, for example, um, mm-hmm. for tv and for everything else so it's like you actually can state how this person is like connected with you i can understand something like that where you know it's either the name of the person or something how they're mm-hmm. how you're connected with person a or person b but if it's just about the location yeah. Yeah. then I, I mean that's like absurd mm-hmm. like okay. i can understand if for example if i work in a place and we typically spend most of our time together mm-hmm. even then Someone goes on leave. So what? That person doesn't mm-hmm. ac- have access to Spotify anymore. So actually, they thought this is something they are going to use to detect fraud because people were abusing that plan. That's fraud. So <laughs> if somebody is not your family and you claim he's your family, this is going to stop. I it. determine <laughs> who is family. I don't know. I, I, I find this thing so offensive. Yes. I don't know why. Yes. But I just, I mean, I love Spotify to death. But this is the most offensive thing <laughs> I think they've ever come up with. But actually, that is not the main reason why people are bored. Okay. People are bored because of the privacy issue. Mm. In these recent times where Facebook and Google are all, are, are all battling with privacy issues, yeah. they now Spotify wants to join wants the family to get into it. where mm. he also wants your location. And having my location even is, sounds more personal than um, maybe my name or maybe my interest. Mm. And so people are really talking about the privacy issue of having my location. Mm. And they are also saying that, well, it's just for Spotify. They promise they're not going to share your, your, your location with anybody. <laughs> Neither are they going to use it for anything. And mm. so, after they know your location, just to make sure that you are really a family, it is encrypted. Mm. And so, they don't really use it for any other thing. So, if it's about privacy, you should be safe. But we all know we can't trust these people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Definitely, trust is one of those things we can't be giving out for free. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, final topic um, to you. Do you have a final topic? Yeah. Yes, let's dive straight into it. Wow. Okay, I think my topic is going to be a little controversial. Let's let's hear it. I like controversy. <laughs> I'm going to talk about geospatial business intelligence. Okay. So basically taking all that you guys have said uh-huh. and then making money out of it. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> so as 
um, Alice was talking about how the social media platforms and the various apps are making money out of allocation data, giving people target a precise kind of advertisement. Mm. That's basically how your location can be used to make businesses. Mm. So taking, for instance, a bank, using location, there have been scenarios where I've heard that some banks actually um, use the location of their customers. So they have a database. You know when you go to the bank, they actually ask you to draw a map to where you live. Right. Yeah. So in a way, they can use that data to kind of get information as to where their customers are more concentrated. Right. So this is kind of like a heat map analysis. Mm. That's a term in GIS. Mm. So they can see the clustering of their customers in specific areas, mm. and that can give them information as to where they can go and set up their ATMs. Mm. So in this kind of scenario, I've realized that most businesses don't like to take it up. And one business um, industry that I think should be using this um, approach is the fast-moving goods customers' mm. bus uh, businesses. Mm. So something like the water companies, the food and beverage companies, yeah. So it's important for them to actually know where their customers are located mm. and give them their products. Mm. So I don't want to go into details, but there is... <laughs> I'm really trying to be very touch it, confidential. Touch on it briefly. <laughs> but okay, so basically creating distribution routes. Okay. So in the states, the delivery companies, for instance, they actually know where their customers are, how to deliver to them, mm. the fastest route, the most efficient route, and all that. That's mm. all GIS mm. and software development, of course. Mm. So I'm trying to encourage the businesses in Ghana that, yeah, we have the data privacy issue, mm -hmm. <laughs> but. You should also consider the fact that if you want things to be efficient for you, you'd have to give your consent. Mm. So I would also advise that the businesses that take up the location data, they should make their customers aware. At least put in a comment that if you are giving us this information, this these are the things that you should expect. Mm. Exactly. Mm. So you should be transparent because n everybody would like to sit in their home and then get their things delivered exactly. to them. If you have a company, I mean uh, a store, and you want, let's say, Heaven Mosquito Crawl to come and do a delivery to you. So specific. <laughs> I don't because know. I, I saw the billboard today, so I think that's why. <laughs> I saw the billboard today. I'm sorry. It was really big and it was in front of my face. I couldn't look elsewhere. That's fine. That's fine. So let's say I have a shop, mm. and those are some of the products I want to sell. I wouldn't want to come to you. Mm. I would like you to bring it to me because right. everybody wants to be comfortable. Yeah. So this kind of location data of your customers is very important. And also in terms of uh, real estate agents, mm. I know they use GIS a lot. Mm. So you have to kind of consider the locations of the people, where people are now moving on to. So we call something like the urban sprawl. Mm -hmm. That's uh, something about how people are moving from the centers of the city to the outskirts. Mm. So places like Oyibi, Pokwase, Amasaman, you realize that those, those areas are growing. Mm -hmm. So those are residential areas. So if you are someone who wants to set up an estate or something, those are the areas you can target. And also areas that have road networks being um, created around. So you realize that Achimota, a while back, the road was terrible mm. and traffic was terrible. Mm. But if you had the 
mindset to look ahead, you realize that um, they were actually constructing the road. So if you could invest a little money to buy a land there, and at that time it was cheap, mm-hmm. you would know that right now, if you have property there, it's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Super expensive. So I would just like to encourage businesses that they should take location data seriously. Mm. Not only customer data, which really needs privacy, but also basic location data. Like you should open your mind to how things are progressing, how areas are growing. Pay attention the f- to the factors that when you integrate it, it actually gives you some insights as to how you can improve your businesses brilliant so four ladies eight solid or seven very very solid topics this has been incredible ladies thank you so much um in the studio with me patience teko tete we had sienna williams we had tracy obing and of course we had alice Mensa. ladies thank you once again so much for making time to join us on the show um we will be finding out more about them um remember that the month of november is um techpreneurs month and most of them will be returning on the show so we get to know a little more about what they have been up to so before they go um everybody gets a few seconds for shout outs so um let's start (laughs) off the round of shouts okay so um this is sihana williams to my family williams jr williams senior and my team my rtm team <laughs> and of course developers in vogue yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes indeed. let's okay. go alice so this is alice um i want to give shout outs to my husband mm-hmm. Ofer dennis <laughs> i know you're listening <laughs> and to my apollonia city team matthew Damsoa, Josephine, listen. nice one okay shout outs to my family shout outs to nitina tipo developers in vogue yeah. and the entire zipline team big up yourself ivy wherever you are <laughs> patience um, okay so um shout out to my family my mom especially Eesh. i just want to say thanks 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 for the support you so know far. you oh. know <laughs> then um my also goodness. to my friends um kwame vaida everyone and um, my team i consult with us aquacy bands pkk most yeah yeah a big shout out to lady omega hammond as well thank you so much for putting the team together holding us down every single quarter um we love you basically thank you so much for everything that you do for the industry (laughs) as well (laughs) coming up next coming up next is our conversation with the folks over from social media week
So Social Media Week is the world's premier conference and industry news platform um, for professionals in media marketing and technology. Now Ghana is set to host this year's Social Media Week in Accra from the 25th to the 27th of September. Um, that's um, tomorrow. We There's some events happening tonight, but in the proper one, the fresh, fresh one starts off tomorrow. It's going to be incredible. Um, two days of engagement, two days of interactions, two days of conversations that actually lead somewhere. You're just not going to talk. It's actually leading somewhere, creating a better space for us, master classes, training sessions, and a whole lot more. We're launching it tomorrow, but before we do that, many of you really don't know why we are doing it. So I've brought the team in the studio. I have four gentlemen in the studio. So I told you it's half night for the ladies, half night for the gentlemen. More like more like three quarters for the ladies and just one quarter for the gentlemen. <laughs> Um, is here in the studio. I have um, some other guests in the studio. I'll be introducing them in a bit. But Kofi, um, just give us a brief background and an idea of what 2019 Social Media Week Accra is going to be about. Well, um, this year's Social Media Week Accra um, is running on the theme of stories. Mm. With great influence comes great responsibility. Absolutely. Okay, so we all know what social media um, has done for our socioeconomic um, development how um, social media has been a platform where people have come to share stories. And we know how stories also have the um, potential to build up, to, to open up opportunities, to, um, to inspire people. But we also know that these same um, opportunities um, have the potential to, to break um, people and to, and to create confusion and to, and to, and to and to bring about negativity. Mm. So the reason why we chose this theme is that we've recognized the power of stories mm. and how those stories could adversely affect our society mm. if we're not controlled about the content that we share. Mm. Um, what we want to emphasize, however, is those positive stories that people are telling mm. in all spheres of life, okay? From brand executives, to technology people, to PR people, mm. people in media, sports, academia, all spheres of life. We want to emphasize those stories and to discuss the issues um, that come out of those stories mm. and to learn and to be able to forge the way forward in terms of responsible use of content um, in, in, on but the across, way, the way you say that, two, two days will not be enough. For you. You have to do like it's actually three days. Or. It's actually <laughs> three, three days. days. Like, it so will not be enough. Actually, actually we have we have a lot of activities in those in those three days. Mm. And so we are talking about keynote addresses. We're talking about fireside conversations. We're talking about master classes. Mm. We're talking about interviews. We're talking about open mic sessions. Mm. There's a whole plethora of activities that um, you can come to Social Media Week and take um, part in. Mm. We even have um, uh, uh, my Ghanaian story, mm. which is actually... Um, a, a fireside conversations where they it's open to to the public so anyone can actually walk in okay tell yes. their story yeah and 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 stand on the soapbox and tell their story mm. you know so so three days seem to be a short time but you know how they say time flies when you're having fun that's, that's how we want it to be we're going to have fun over these three days it's going to be intensive it's going to be exciting it's going to be educative mm. Is going to be intriguing and it's going to be inspirational. Where, where is there one particular location where all of this is going to happen? Or we are actually having this across four locations. Okay. So 
um, Accra Mall, the Silver Bed Cinemas. Then we are having um, the food court at Accra Mall. Okay. We are having the DSTV office at Abelengpe. We are having the Meltwater um, Entrepreneur School of um, Software Development at East Legon. Mm. And we are having a master class at Webster University, East Legon. Wow. So across all these four locations, you're having all of these activities. You're meeting so interesting is- people. Um, not all of them, some of them, especially the master classes, we're running mm-hmm. some of them simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But we've arranged activities such that you can actually jump from locations to location so you can enjoy as many activities as possible. Now, for those who are interested in actually being a part of as much of these activities as possible, is there a place where they can get like a shadow of, of sorts? You know, yeah, where Across can... all our digital channels. So if you go to SMW Accra, on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you go to our website, socialmediaweekacra.com, you can register for any of the activities. You choose and pick which activities you want. You fill your name, your email address, your phone number, and you submit, and we'll be waiting for you when you come. That's, that sounds incredible. Now, one of the topics that will be discussed um, over at Social Media Week is one that's themed on AI, that's artificial intelligence versus humanity, harnessing artificial intelligence to weave the brand narrative. Now, one of my favorite persons in this world is actually on that panel. Stephen Nasebuidi is on that panel. And Bright Lajepo and Darlington Akugu are also on that panel. And they are here in the studio. Um, gentlemen, hey. thank you so much for making time Thanks to join us. For, for me, one, one of my biggest questions is like how can companies and brands and institutions still keep that human side of it of of themselves when everything is being digitized now like how 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 do you maintain that human balance regardless of every digital whatever that's happening around us there's always a place for human beings Uh, that place is a place where computers cannot do Mm. and i say computers i mean ai is Mm. computers Mm or technology cannot replace human beings mm. in contextual understanding of what is locally relevant, for example, or what is decent in a place which is different from what is different in another place, for mm. example. So when it, when it comes to brand safety, for example, online brand safety, for most brands that are very cautious about how their ads are played, where the, you can watch their ads or where their banners can be placed um, adjacent to what kind of content when it mm. comes to that level. There's a first level where AI does the verifications. Then there's another level where a human being does the verification. So mm. Facebook, WhatsApp, TikTok, and all the rest of them are, are, are being pushed by either regulators or brands that are big that spend a lot of money on social media and on digital platforms mm. to make sure there's double stage verification so that first stage may be ai but the second stage has to Must be local be human. human being yeah that's interesting it's I almost yeah steven i think i think one other way that i mean that is done is by first i mean understanding what the human need really is mm. understand the consumer journey so whatever application you are however you're integrating ai let it mirror what the consumer journey is mm. what does the customer want mm. if it's a nice phone that he wants he wants to buy it convenient where, where does he want to buy it from mm. and let the ai follow so even the ads mm. like bright was saying the ads will be placed they will look more native where he wants to see them the experience will be something that i mean uh it's native to him so the human element is still there yeah. Don't, so. like for me before you come <laughs> in i'm just i just want is, is there any justification whatsoever to be afraid of 
artificial intelligence and its potential almost because I mean, for me i think we haven't even scratched like 10 percent of it yeah and i'm just wondering what right 30 percent looks like so i would say you know i always have this issue so if you want to convince a sector it's easy to tell them that don't be afraid of ai mm. So I'm going to say don't be afraid of AI because I'm working with marketers. But the reality is that we it's a mixture of be afraid and don't be afraid. Mm. So currently, AI should be seen as a tool mm. that will make marketing easier, efficient, more productive, make you save a lot of money, and then maximize the potential of your result and outcomes. That's how it should be seen now. Mm. Now, 10 years, 20 years from now, what would it look like we arguably we don't really know yet it could it could consume most of what marketing looks like today but then as far as we are talking about create uh where does the human play an angle at even though ai is already being used in the creative side of uh production the creative side of marketing or content creation i'll still argue that content is always king so how good is your product how good is your campaigns if you are designing, if you're using the human beings to design creative uh, campaigns, the AI can then come in and tell you which of those campaigns are most uh, successful, mm. which of them will be best for this particular client over this particular client, mm. which, which of your many clients should be targeting with this specific ads and all that. But mm. you still need a human being to decide that I have this product and I believe this product solves this problem for this set of customers. So create content around that rather than looking at it from the perspective that I just created some product and I'm trying to make money. If this is a sort of conversation that you know you have to be a part of, make sure you don't miss any of the masterclasses, any of the sessions happening at Social Media Week. It starts tomorrow, runs all the way to, well, Friday or the end yes, of the Friday, week. Yes, Friday, yes. Where there was hopefully going to be a party. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I like, I like that. I like that vibe. It's going to be great. It's going to be great interactions as well. Uh, my, 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 my masterclass is actually tomorrow. And so, um, yeah, do pass through. Um, like you said, so many different locations. Everything is happening. We are just vibing. We're just learning. We're just exactly. growing together. That's what this whole space is about. And that is why this show exists. And that is why, unfortunately, we don't have enough time on the show. But a big thank you to all my guests on the show today. It's been fantastic. A big thank you to Jeffrey as well. And Theo, uh, my studio producer, Thank you so much for doing the listening. The show is available as a podcast first thing tomorrow morning. But then till next week, stay tacky.